decadent world we do live in. Welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from the fiery cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at an undisclosed location in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman Show, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Together, we can make the changes America needs to dig itself out of the decadence it's currently in. Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Klansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, December 1st, 2022, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Don't Shut Down the January 6th Committee, Supercharge It. Now that the U.S. House of Representatives will be under Republican control, assuming that Santa Claus doesn't deliver Democrat ballots to a few key swing districts as an early Christmas present for the Democrat Party, the new House GOP leadership will determine the fate of the January 6th committee. Will GOP leaders shut down the committee? Far left Mother Jones believes it will be coming to an end. They also think that the GOP will want to exact revenge on the panel by attacking its work and its members. Revenge against the two Rhino Republican committee members is done as neither will be returning to the next Congress. The January 6th committee is a hyper-partisan gaggle of Trump-hating members of Congress consisting of a Democrat chairman, six Democrat committee members, including Representatives Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin, and two token Republicans who loathe Donald Trump even more than their Democrat colleagues, Representatives Liz Cheney and Adam Kinsinger. In a delicious twist of fate, neither Republican will be a member of the next Congress. Cheney shellacked in her GOP primary, and Kinzinger, wisely not seeking re-election, prefer to take his crocodile tears on left-wing cable news shows. Despite their stated goal of investing the so-called investigating the so-called attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, the true goal is to tar and feather Donald Trump through endless media leaks eventually turning their evidence over to the politicized Department of Justice, which will dutifully indict and prosecute their political opponent, just like in a third-world banana republic dictatorship. But Democrats always have a Plan B, whereas Republicans rarely even have a Plan A. The Democrats lost control of Congress and the January 6th committee, And since Donald Trump recently announced his candidacy for president in 2024, Plan B calls for the committee's work seamlessly handed off to a special counsel. This is attorney Jack Smith, whose wife was a producer on Becoming, a film perhaps jump-starting Michelle Obama's presidential aspirations, 
and who donated $2,000 to Biden's presidential campaign. Let's see if this receives the Guinea Thomas treatment. I suspect not, as hypocrisy is a Democrat specialty. Now that the Bring Down Trump at Any Cost Committee has served its purpose and handed off its two-year-long waste of time and resources to a political hatchet man, special counsel, what should, what should Republicans do with such a committee? The knee-jerk reaction would be to shut it down. But perhaps that's the easy way out for established Republicans who prefer to lick their wounds rather than fight back. A better idea would be to renew the committee and stack it with three Freedom Caucus rep Republicans and a few never-Biden Democrats, if any exist. Names like Representatives Jim Jordan, Andy Biggs, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Chip Roy come to mind. Then let the real investigations begin. There are so many questions that have been ignored and need answers. Start with explaining how then-President Trump's speech on January 6th incited an insurrection. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully protest and patriotically make your voices heard. Those words are hardly a call to arms, despite Democrat efforts to edit the words peacefully and patriotically out of his speech to the point that even left-wing Snopes called them on the omission. Then ask why, despite President Trump's offering and authorizing National Guard troops deployed to the Capitol ahead of January 6th, the media and January 6th committee claim otherwise. The committee should subpoena Speaker Nancy Pelosi and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser to explain why they have refused Trump's offer of assistance. The chief of the Capitol Police can explain why officers opened doors for and ushered protesters into the Capitol. The committee can demand and release tens of thousands of hours a video showing what really happened on January 6th, rather than relying on what Liz Cheney says happened. They can then ask Ms. Pelosi how it was that her filmmaker daughter was present to film the events of January 6th. If Trump's speech in an hour earlier incited the insurrection, it's remarkable that Alexandra Pelosi could get her film crew to the Capitol immediately to set up and begin filming. Unless this was all prearranged. FBI Director Christopher Wray can be asked under oath to explain the FBI planting informants into Proud Boys and Oath Keepers to monitor and likely incite the January 6th protests. Just as the FBI had a dozen personnel infiltrated into the Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, more feds than entrapped kidnappers. When the House Homeland Security Committee questioned Director Ray recently, he tap danced Fred Astaire style and didn't answer questions about how many feds were a part of the January 6th protest and what role they played. 
Did the FBI instigate and orchestrate the protests? Or did they have advanced knowledge and chose to ignore it in pursuit of a political agenda? If the FBI had confidential human resources already embedded, they had to know days or weeks ahead of January 6th that something would occur, throwing water on the Trump causing a spontaneous uprising. What did the FBI know, and when did they know it? The new Republican January 6th committee should also get to the bottom of who Ray Epps is and what his role was in all of this. Epps was on the FBI most wanted list, encouraged everyone to go into the Capitol, and now is off the list and has gone to ground. Who is he, and what was he doing that day? These are all questions that should be answered under oath. Then there is the mysterious suspected pipe bomber that the sleuth FBI just cannot seem to identify. The new January 6th committee should also subpoena phone records of everyone in Pelosi's and Schumer's offices in the days leading up to January 6th. Who was calling or messaging whom? Let's see if this was a spontaneous protest or an orchestrated event to kidnap, to kneecap, President Trump. Pelosi and Schumer should be questioned under oath about their role and the knowledge of the January 6th events. If anyone lies to the committee and is referred to the Department of Justice for indictment and prosecution, will any of that happen? Doubtful. If the newly appointed special counsel does his job, a very big if, there must be an investigation of the FBI's role, what they knew, what they knew it, when they knew it, and what they did to stop or instigate the protests. Perhaps that could backfire on the Democrats, although improbable. But the role of Democrats and the corrupt FBI in January 6th needs to be explored and exposed, even if the equally corrupt Department of Justice refuses to do anything about it. If not exposed, the story will be buried, allowing the special counsel to conduct witch hunt numbers, two against Donald Trump. Many urge the new GOP House to focus on inflation and the economy as well as the open southern border and feckless energy policy. But there must be a reckoning and accounting for the politicized Justice Department beginning even before Trump was elected. If you are a Republican, the FBI can fabricate a Russian collusion story, lie to the FISA court, spy on its political opponents, raid your home and harass your friends and associates, and sick two special counsels against you. If you are a Democrat, you can collect millions from foreign adversaries and have the FBI cover up any incriminating evidence on your son's laptop computer. If there is no reckoning, then America has become a police state. Power can persecute and destroy their political opposition in tyrannical fashion. Rigged elections and a dictatorial government turn America into the USSR or Cuba. Republicans must supercharge the January 6th committee 
an attempt to restore faith in American legal and intelligence institutions, or else the great American experiment is over. From a cabin deep in the Appalachian Mountains, listen to Freedom Rings with your host, Tommy Freedom, every week on White Pride Radio, only on AltRightTV.com. Fighting hard for your rights every day. Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Subscribe to the Knights Party newspaper, The Crusader, the premier voice of white resistance in America. Published quarterly by the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, the oldest and largest Ku Klux Klan in America. Actually, the oldest and largest white nationalist organization in America. Find out what's really happening today in our great country. A year subscription, mailed within the United States, is only $20. International delivery available as well. Call for rates and to start your subscription today. 870-427-3414. Okay, uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, before I get into uh, this uh, Thursday evening show, um, this isn't to toot my own horn, uh, but I want my listeners to know, uh, you know, I always say the Rust Belt Klansman show wouldn't be uh, nothing if it wasn't for my loyal listeners. Uh, now, my show has aired uh, many places, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Radio Public, uh, Anchor FM, uh, well, there, there are several others, uh, but it, it's broadcast on a lot of different platforms, and Spotify uh, is the biggest one. Now, my show, I don't believe, uh, was on Spotify uh, up until this year, uh, it was never distributed to Spotify, and uh, anybody that's familiar with Spotify, uh, there are some big names uh, on Spotify, uh, a big um, uh, conservative uh, uh, talk shows, uh, news shows, uh, and things like that, and I got, uh, uh, just today, I got up this morning, and uh I was looking at uh, my Anchor FM app, and I didn't know that Spotify did this, but they give you yearly statistics uh, of how your show is doing on uh, uh, Spotify. Now, this is just for Spotify. Uh, 
Uh, this isn't including uh, right here on White Pride Radio. Uh, this isn't including uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, uh, and those. This is just for Spotify. Now, when I say 39% of my listeners listen to the show on Spotify, I'm not talking about here on White Pride Radio. Uh, White Pride Radio is the home of the Rust Belt Klansman. So, uh, here on White Pride Radio, it's way beyond uh, 39%. But here, uh, 39% of my listeners listen to the show on Spotify. Now, like I said, that's not including uh, right here on White Pride Radio, because this this is the home. This is uh, 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 where the Rust Belt Klansman show was born, here on White, uh, White Pride Radio. So it's huge here. So uh, this 39% is only Spotify listeners. Uh, the Rust Belt Klansman show in 2022 had more new content than 73% of other shows. Uh, that's huge, people. Uh, that's that, I can't believe that. And what else I can't believe, and if you look at the uh, shows that are on Spotify, the Rust Belt Klansman show is in the top 25% of the most shared shows on Spotify. The top 25% of shared shows. Uh, That humbles me uh, uh, greatly. Uh, You know, I I knew the show was doing uh, fairly well, uh, but I would have never guessed uh, uh, that my listeners uh, uh, were were that expansive. Uh, And also, here are a few countries that uh, the Rust Belt Klansman show uh, where I have listeners. Now, the United States, that's the biggest place, you know, because... Uh, The show is here in the United States. Uh, This country, I've never really heard of this first one. And I hope it, uh, uh, I pronounce this right, because uh, these other countries, uh, you know, every now and then I thank my listeners and stuff, and I've been wanting to uh, name off some of the countries that listen to the show and personally thank you for listening to the show. Uh, So here's the list. Most of the people uh, come to the United States, but I have listeners in, say, Chili's. S-E-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E-S. Uh, uh, listeners there, thank you very much for listening to the show, and I apologize if I mispronounced your country. Uh, I've never heard of it. Uh, listeners from Australia, Spain, the United Kingdom, Belgium, Ireland, Norway, Egypt, Mexico, Nigeria, Switzerland, and Hungary. Uh, so I have a, uh, a, a fans across the world that listen to the show, and I want to thank each and every one of you uh, for listening to the show. Uh, those stats, uh, thank you guys. Uh, uh, thank you so much. I, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I, I knew the show did, you know, okay, uh, but I didn't have any, you know, statistics or anything. Uh, now, that is just on Spotify. Uh, so, you know, uh, there may be other countries that listen to, here on White Pride Radio. Uh, a majority, I'm sure, listeners uh, or are listen here on uh, White Pride Radio because this is the home uh, of the Rust Belt Klansmen. 
but and just Spotify. That's just the uh, statistics for Spotify. Uh, so thank you each and every uh, listener to the show. I'm very humbled, and uh, I am very appreciative uh, of your loyal listenership. Uh, thank you guys, and God bless you. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, I, I've said for a while, I wanted to uh, thank uh, the other countries and acknowledge people that listen from other countries. Uh, because it is, this, this show isn't just um, uh, for the United States, it is for the world because uh, our uh, uh, white European brothers and sisters are facing the same things we are here in America, uh, some places even worse. And, uh, uh, well, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, I am uh, just humbled at uh, how many now, you know, a few of those countries aren't uh, white European countries, uh, even if it was enemies uh, listening from them shows, or what I like to think, you know, uh, from Nigeria and, say, Mexico. Uh, I am hoping that that is uh, Americans. Uh, or, uh, you know, uh, uh, of the white tribe, uh, you know, uh, European countries that maybe uh, are stationed in Nigeria or Mexico or Egypt. Uh, but anyhow, uh, guys, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, the first article I have for this evening comes from DailyMail.com. Uh, now, this is dailymail.co.uk, so I, I, this, I believe, uh, is a United Kingdom news place. Now, I don't know, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe people are laughing right now, uh, you know, uh, what else do you think it is? Uh, I don't know, but I take it that this is a uh, United Kingdom uh, news place. Now, you know, I, I did an article a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago about Mexico, and uh, Mexico's government uses footage of Philadelphia to warn their parent, uh, uh, people uh, about drug use. Isn't that sad? A third world country uses an American city to warn their people about drug use. Here, uh, a United Kingdom news source the headline is, thousands of convicted pedophiles in California are getting less than one year of prison time. And uh, this isn't just in California. Uh, this is happening many, many places. Uh, I could name you uh, states here in the Rust Belt region, uh, counties in the Rust Belt region, to where you see pedophiles come and go uh, through the uh, court systems like a revolving door. Uh, I, and I'm, I am dead serious. Uh, you know, uh, somebody, which this is a serious crime as well, uh, uh, DUI. But I have known of people that got DUIs and went to jail and did uh, three to four times longer than what a check gets. Uh, these people with the DUIs, you know, just some other petty crimes, too. But uh, watching these child molesters uh, walk free. Uh, you know, even uh, the few that do prison time. 
Uh, you cannot rehabilitate a pedophile. You cannot. There is no way to uh, uh, rehabilitate a pedophile. Once a chat, always a chat. And these people, even if they get prison time, like here, less than a year uh, of prison time for molesting a child in a civilized white Christian country? you got to be kidding me. Uh, the article here, pedophiles are getting less than a year prison time after a range of horrific acts, including raping children under 14, a DailyMail.com investigation reveals. Analysis of a California database of sex offenders shows thousands of child molesters are being let out after just a few months, despite sentencing guidelines. Now, I want to tell everybody, uh, wherever you live, uh, you can uh, Google uh, registered sex offenders down to your neighborhood, the city where you live in, and it will point, pinpoint uh, where the child molesters are. So, you know, uh, if you have children, uh, or yeah, even if you don't have children, folks, you need to know where these uh, pedophiles are for maybe your neighbor's uh, children, for their safety. Uh, but you can do that. You can check a, a pedophile uh, list for, like, wherever you live. And it pinpoints. It, it will show you because uh, most have to register. You, some don't, but most do. And it is alarming uh, when, when, when the uh, map lights up as to where child molesters are, even in rural areas. Uh, it is unbelievable. Uh, the story continues here. Current and former sex crime prosecutors said the figures are terrifying and shameful. More than 7,000 sex offenders were convicted of lewd, lavicious acts with a child under 14 years of age, but were let out of prison the same year they were incarcerated, data from the California Meganfall database says. Others who committed some of the worst child sex crimes on the statute books served similarly short sentences, including 365 pedophiles convicted of continuous sexual abuse of a child who spent less than 12 months in prison, 39 cases of sodomy with a child under 16, and three cases of kidnapping a child under 14 with intent to commit lewd or lavicious acts, according to the data. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, such a short... Uh, time. Now, I'm going to, uh, uh, after I read a little bit more of this, uh, this is a long article, uh, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, uh, but uh, here in a minute, I'm going to give you why I think uh, this is so. Uh, former Los Angeles sex crime prosecutor Samuel Dorduleon told DailyMail.com he was shocked by the statistics and described them as frightening for society. Statistics clearly show that pedophiles don't get reformed. What did I just tell you? They don't get reformed. They can't be reformed. Once a chet, always a chet. Uh, they're going to come out and they're going to commit again, Dorian said. Absolutely. Uh, 
that is uh, correct. They cannot be rehabilitated. Uh, letting these people out early, we're allowing for a lot more victimization, and that's terrifying. It is unclear whether the Megan's Law database prison time statistics are similar for other states, as DailyMail.com was unable to obtain detailed sex offender data for California. Now, I'm telling you that this happens all across America. Uh, as soon as I uh, saw this article, I was thinking uh, I know several states in the Rust Belt region, several county seats with judges that give these lenient sentences. Now, uh, my theory is why this happens. Now, we know for a fact that there are a lot of um, uh, big government uh, politicians, big names out there, uh, that they, they are pedophiles, plain and simple. Uh, look at the list of uh, people, and I, I wish we could see a list of everybody that was ever on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island. Because I know there has to be uh, people hidden from that uh, and things like that. I remember uh, when this first broke with Epstein and his Chet Island, uh, and it showed a picture of uh, uh, Bill Clinton stretched out on a couch in a woman's blue dress. Now, where in the hell did that come from? Uh, Epstein just didn't get the idea to have a painting of uh, Bill Clinton in a dress. And it was hanging in his home uh, there on Chet Island. Now, you tell me how that ever come. I don't even want to know. I don't want to know how there ever come to be a painting of Bill Clinton in a dress. Uh, we see... Uh, uh, the LGBTQ P plus agenda uh, uh, throughout America. Uh, more and more people uh, uh, claiming that, you know, that's the, the thing to do, uh, uh, that God uh, somehow uh, thinks, uh, says it's okay to be a queer, which I assure you, uh, he does not uh, think that. Uh, the Bible clearly states God is unchangeable, what he says stands. Uh, imagine a football game. If every quarter they change the rules. Uh, you know, uh, it w you wouldn't know what was right and what was wrong. Plain and simple. So why would God change the rules in the middle of the game? And it says he does not lie and he is unchangeable. Uh, God hates the pedophile, the sodomites, just as much as he did when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Now we see all of these big name people, uh, you know, getting caught there on Epstein's Island. Uh, you know, other big name people uh, getting caught uh, uh, with underage children. And, you know, judges. I would call a judge a big name person. They hold, uh, when you face a judge, uh, they hold your uh, freedom in the palm of their hands. Now, I'm sure there are some judges that uh, uh, take their job seriously and uh, they guide uh, their decisions on, godly, uh, on a godly basis, but many do not. They do not. Uh, when you face that judge, uh, 
he has your freedom in the balance. So, you know, it depends on uh, uh, you know, what the judge had for breakfast, maybe. Uh, how he was getting along with his wife when he, he uh, left the house. And then, you know, uh, there you stand before him and uh, say his uh, uh, bacon and sausage he had for breakfast gave him the shit. Uh, he's not in a very good mood, uh, and he hammers you. But it always seems like, you know, uh, these child molesters, they never get hammered. You know, they, they never get, they never face years and years and years of uh, incarceration, which they should. Uh, in my opinion, uh, 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 child molesters, that should be a capital offense. Uh, uh, child molesters should be put to uh, death. Uh, by uh, capital punishment, uh, firing squad, electric chair, hanging, uh, lethal injection. However, whatever it takes, that they should face uh, uh, capital punishment. Now, my theory as to why uh, child molesters don't uh, serve as much time as some people. Now, say you have a judge, and this judge is a drinker. He likes to go out and tear it up every weekend. You know, uh, uh, Monday through Friday, he has to sit there on the bench. Maybe he has a bottle under the uh, 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 thing there that he sits at, his desk or podium, whatever you want to call it. Uh, maybe he's got a bottle under there. Well, suppose um, that somebody goes before this judge that uh, drinks a lot, and he got a DUI. You know, the judge is going to think about his life and what he does, and uh, he will take pity on you, and you will get more leniency out of a judge that drinks himself for a DUI. Uh, you can see where I'm going with this. Uh, birds of a feather flock together. When you have judges that will be lenient on pedophiles, it only makes sense that they are pedophiles themselves. How could a judge feel any type of pity or sympathy for an adult that hurts children? Uh, it's common sense. So, you know, that's my opinion of why it happens. Birds of a feather flock together. Any judge that would feel pity for a scumbag pedophile that hurts children, has to be a scumbag pedophile themselves. So, uh, there's why I think uh, pedophiles, and like I said, this isn't just California. Uh, let's see what else I have here. Okay. Uh, this comes from the news outlet justthenews.com uh, The headline to this is Bar Association Under Fire for Proposal to Abandon LSAT After Study Shows Minorities Score Lower <laughs> Flat out and tell you why <laughs> Isn't that something? Because non-whites are stupid and they can't keep up with white people in a white country Let's just get rid of the test so uh, the little Tobies of the country can feel intelligent. Unbelievable. The American Bar Association is under fire 
after taking steps to abandon LSAT entrance exam scores as a law school admissions requirement after a study shows that minority applicants score lower. Now, they did this in uh, 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 high schools, too. Uh, they they got rid of the. I remember when we had to take those SAT tests. It was like it seemed like, and uh, they would give you your pencil and you had to uh, uh, color in the uh, right answer, the little circles and stuff. And you know, uh, uh, I didn't care. None of my friends cared about this SAT. So you get, we would just uh, circle whatever, but we always seemed uh, to pass them. So this tells me that, you know, the SATs for high school and high school and stuff like that, they can't really be that hard. I didn't study for them, and I didn't fail them. So for someone to fail them, you have to be pretty stupid. You would have to be uh, in the IQ level of 70, borderline retarded. Guess who is in that category? You hear me say it on the show all the time, and I say it because it's true. The statistics are true. It isn't a lie. The black race has the average IQ of 70, which is borderline retarded. So now even uh, the American Bar Association wants to get rid of this testing because black people can't pass it. Are you serious? And we all know there, there, there is more black criminals than there are black lawyers and such. Uh, we can uh, figure that. But now, why would they lower uh, the standards? You know, we in America today, we have to, we pay for, and I don't mean pay for out of pocket. Well, we do that anyhow uh, to the uh, non-whites in America through food stamps, welfare, medical, uh, education. So uh, that's not the pay for that I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about the uh, jungle mentality in our cities to where it isn't safe to walk down city streets. Uh, even in rural areas, uh, if there is a 1% or 2% uh, of non-whites in a rural area, there's chaos, there's crime, there's drug sales, there's robberies, there's rapes. It doesn't take many. I'm talking too. And I know you know what I'm talking about. So don't say, oh, this is really racist. Because I know what you're going to know what I'm talking about and you can't deny it. If you are unfortunate enough to have a job to where you are working around non-white. Say you are working in a factory somewhere and you're in your department. And there happens to be a black guy working there. That black guy, he'll act as white as he can act. And, you know, you might stand there and think, well, this, you know, he's not so bad. He doesn't seem so stupid. He doesn't seem violent. But when that factory hires and say, uh, uh, your area where you work, instead you go to work one day, and instead of just one black guy there, there's two. The attitude totally changes. This uh, one single black person, uh, all of a sudden, uh, 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 isn't civil anymore. Uh, you, you know, it's the uh, 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 black slang and, uh, you know, uh, uh, the talk like that. 
So that's this is what I'm saying. This is why I say it in an a area, in a, a city or a rural town even. A town of 2,000 people. If you have two black people in it and they find each other, there's going to be hell to pay in that little rural area. And I know you know what I'm saying. Then here for uh, the bar exam, uh, because black people are too stupid to pass the LSAT entrance exam. Now listen, uh, I don't know if I could pass that. Uh, I don't know anything about the American Bar Association, uh, the LSAT. Maybe I would fail miserably. But you know what? If I failed, I wouldn't expect uh, the job. Because I would know, you know, okay, well, I can't cut out for that because uh, I'm not smart enough. I can't grasp it. And no harm done. Where the harm comes in is when you have a race with a 70, average IQ of 70, and uh, they ain't cutting it like white people are. They just get rid of the tests. Get rid of the tests. Now, that's where it gets very dangerous. Uh, the Council of the ABA Section of Legal Education Admissions to the Bar approved the proposed standard revision earlier this month. The proposed change now goes to the association's policy-making body, the House of Delegates, for review in February. But final approval to change ABA standards and rules procedure for approval of law schools rests with the Council, which serves as an independent arm of the ABA, for the accreditation of the nation's law schools, said Bill Adams, Managing Director of ABA Accreditation and Legal Education. Uh, so, you know, to think black people or non-whites on the other side of the law, the good side, is uh, hard to picture. Now, you've heard me say it, and I still mean it. I, I, I truly believe that. Uh, that no non-white people in a white Christian country should have any jobs of authority. And I mean down to a janitor's position. Of only two people. If it is a white guy and a black guy, the only two janitors for a certain building, the black guy should never get the uh, position of authority. We know what happens. Uh, call me racist if you will, but we know what happens. Uh, look at Chicago. Look at many black Democrat-run cities. There's your answer. Uh, the vote comes after a 2019 study found that black test takers score 142 on average, 11 points lower than the average for white and Asian test takers. The 50th percentile is approximately 152 on the test, which gives scores ranging from 120 to 180. The Law School Admissions Council, which administers the LSAT, does not readily publish data about scores by race. There they even name what race. It's too stupid.
to pass the LSAT. There's no way to sugarcoat that. There should be no reason to get rid of that because black people can't pass. Good God, we're America for a reason. There's a reason America isn't a third world country. That's because there is standards in America. And these standards are being reduced or uh, just gotten rid of in the name of equality. And that isn't going to work. That isn't going to work. You know, before America dumps down its white students, or in this case, it's white adults. I say uh, uh, we ship the uh, uh, non-doers back to the motherlands where they can compete. Uh, you know, uh, wh where they can compete and match people of their own mentality, uh, of their own uh, educational levels. Uh, what we're doing in America is destroying America from within. We are dumbing down America. Uh, we are turning America into a third world country because we cater to uh, third world people. That shouldn't be. There is no shame in being white and intelligent. None at all. Uh, kids today are made to feel ashamed of themselves because they outscore uh, little Toby and Shanika on testing school. They're, they're made to feel ashamed because they are smarter. Uh, God created the races for his own purposes. We may not know what they are, but you are not going to integrate an uncivilized people in with a civilized people and think you're all going to come out equal. What's everybody going to come out at uh, come out as uh, eventually half-civilized, half-uncivilized? Uh, it's not going to work. I don't, and you know, here I am. I'm just Joe Blow off the streets, and I can figure it out. But you, you want to tell me our government can't? They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Uh, uh, white replacement is just a nice word for white genocide. And that's exactly where we're at. This is uh, exactly uh, what's happening. Okay, there I mentioned Chicago. Uh, mentioned the criminality rates uh, of the black race. Well, now, maybe I didn't mention that, but I'm going to then. Uh, the black race is 13% of our population, and they commit over 50% of our crimes. Now, I was looking at a news article uh, yesterday, and it was uh, one of those news ones, I think it's called Newsbreak, to where people can send in comments. Now, I love getting on there and reading the comments uh, to some of these articles because you can tell the color of the person by the answers, by the spelling. And uh, uh, as somebody had put in there, I even forget what it was, uh, but it was a black crime. And a gentleman there posted 15%. And he didn't even have to say what it was. I knew what he was talking about. He said 15% of our population causes 55% of our crimes. Now I'm saying 30 or 13 and over 
uh, 50% of our crimes. Maybe that gentleman's correct with uh, 15% and 55% of our crimes. Uh, that's huge. That's a huge difference. Uh, there is no making uh, uh, people like that equal with anything other than you know their own people. Uh, this article comes from Fox News. The headline, Group of Teens in Chicago Committed 13 Armed Robberies in Five Hours, Police Say. Now, there is a picture. Uh, I missed that. Uh, a Chicago reporter files lawsuit against uh, black lesbian mayor uh, Beetlejuice uh, Lightfoot. Uh, Chicago reporter William Kelly shares why he is suing Mayor Lori Lightfoot after he was berated by the Democrat leader and stripped of press credentials. A group of teenagers is responsible for 13 armed robberies across Chicago within a span of five hours, police said Monday. The Chicago Police Department said the teens ex exited a vehicle and approached victims on foot while displaying firearms. The victims were robbed, and the suspects fled to an awaiting vehicle, police said. Uh, do you think these uh, little snot-nosed thugs, do you think they uh, their firearms were legally registered, or do you think they were stolen? That answer is pretty simple. They weren't registered. Now, you have Numbnuts Joe uh, trying to disarm white America, uh, white Christian people, law-abiding citizens, uh, trying to strip them of their God-given right to bear arms. So, uh, you know, it, it, these people that agree with this, you cannot talk sense into them. There you had 13 thugs with a, a group of teenagers. I don't know how many was in that, but 13 this group of teenagers, 13 armed robberies in five hours. Five hours. Now, imagine if uh, the people that these little bastards robbed, imagine if they were armed. Uh, then these little bastards, uh, if they would uh, approach, or a, a, a bystander that sees these little bastards robbing someone, if they are armed, and put them down. Put them down. But Joe Dumbnuts doesn't want you to be able to defend yourself. Don't you have to ask the question, why uh, a government would want to uh, disarm you, why your government at the same time would give non-white races, blacks, uh, no consequences for their actions. And every time this something like this happens, or, you know, if uh, one little black thug uh, shoots another little black thug, automatically disarm people, uh, take away the arms. Firearms are bad. And they don't even take uh, consideration. These are illegal firearms. These aren't the ones that Joe Biden will be taking off the streets. The streets will be flooded with armed 
uh, thugs, and you and I will have no protection against these armed thugs. Why, why would your government do that? Why would your government uh, try to push that? You know, what gets me is, uh, you can see, it, it, it's plain as the nose on your face. It's white genocide. And what I don't understand is, there are white people pushing for white genocide. Even government officials pushing for white genocide. Do they think they're not white? Do these people that stand with, these white people that stand with mud charts and uh, uh, the such, that stand with Black, Black Lives Matter while they're burning cities to the ground, looting, do these white people and these mud charts think that uh, if these black people had the chance that they wouldn't murder them? They hate them. You know, they're, they're, these white people that join with Black Lives Matter are just little token whites. And, you know, that's pretty bad. Uh, that shows a pretty low intelligence of a white person that would stand up for a race that has an uh, uh, average IQ of 70. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and people could say, well, oh, they, don't, they don't have the same chances. The hell they don't. The hell they don't. They can go to go to school. They can get out of school, and even if it's a menial job, they can ditch somewhere. They can get a job. They can earn money. They don't have to lay in the projects, rolling blunts, uh, uh, selling dope, living in a, in the projects for fifty dollars a month because they don't claim any income. Uh, but they're making millions. You know, they claim no income, but here they come out of the projects with a gold grill, chains around their neck, wearing Rol Rolexes. Uh, nice clean shoes, you know, wardrobe full of shoes. And you, nobody gets it? Nobody sees this? Uh, you know, the, the uh, government officials that allow these people to take over uh, uh, the government projects, they don't see this? You know, the landlords of these places ought to be able to, uh, you know, when they, they see uh, these non-white people taking advantage of that, they should be able to throw them out on their ear immediately. Uh, if you can afford 30 pounds of gold chains around your neck, a gold grill, a Rolex on your arm, and new shoes uh, uh, every couple of minutes changing shoes throughout the day, you do not belong in the projects. This is a little off uh, uh, subject here of what I'm uh, talking about. But, you know, and I, I, it was something that I saw the other day, and it was talking about the projects and what they were built for. And the, the article was making it sound like that these places were built for uh, non-whites. And that isn't true. That isn't true. Well, that's what the government maybe uh, uh, built them for. But that's not what the government said they were being built for. These were supposed to be, uh, uh, this government housing was to be for people that worked. That couldn't afford a nice place to live. So, say uh, a white person, uh, maybe they can't find a good job. They're down on their luck, so they're working uh, at McDonald's or something. But they're trying to make a living. They're not freeloading. This was what the projects were built for: uh, white people like that that can have a nice, comfortable home to live in and make menial wages. They weren't made for these deadbeat dumbasses to lay around in. Not at all.
Uh, this article, now uh, this next one, oh, better watch here, I almost deleted it. Oh, electronics, they hate me. Uh, this comes from the new source, thefederalist.com. The headline to this is, COVID learning loss could cost American kids $900 billion in lost income. Uh, COVID is what's costing children that they aren't going to be able to uh, get good jobs. Now, everything that I've talked about pretty much this evening says, you know, about dumbing down uh, uh, America's white children, making them feel ashamed, dumbing down white adults, trying to make them feel ashamed. This is why uh, in these future generations coming up, I don't know where the nine billion come from. I don't know if uh, uh, they, they counted every child uh, in America or wh where they got the nine billion dollars from. But <clears throat> here is what's going to cost children, future uh, uh, um, people going out to the workforce. What's going to cost them money is because today uh, all your subjects, mathematics, reading, writing, well, they don't even teach cursive. Uh, writing anymore. Uh, every uh, subject that I had in school is now considered racist. I'm surprised they don't uh, call uh, lunch racist or phys ed racist. Uh, that'll be next. But this is why kids won't have a learning potential uh, uh, when they reach uh, the age to go out into the workforce. Because all they're taught today is critical race theory. They're uh, taught to uh, be ashamed of their white race. They don't even know their history. They're not being taught uh, the history of America, so they have no pride. All the kids are hearing today is, you're white, you're bad. You're bad because you're white. Uh, I'm here to tell you, talking about the Jews. The Jews are far from white. The Jews murdered Jesus. They are not uh, God's chosen people. That's obvious. But now, these children... Uh, today in schools, they're being dumbed down. Uh, 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 little Mary that could uh, uh, get an education to be a rocket scientist because little Toby and Shaniqua, uh, between the two of them, can't figure out what 2 plus 2 equals. Then they got to dumb down little Mary that could be the rocket scientist, the future rocket scientist. They have to dumb her down so little Toby and little Shaniqua feel good. BS. BS. You know what that, all that does is turn the whole country into a third world country. Uh, like you used to see on TV. You want to see it now? You can just turn on uh, uh, the news and look at some of our cities. They're already third world little countries and it's spreading. This is why uh, children, it ain't over COVID. COVID, you know, uh, closing the schools over COVID was a silver lining. Uh, that gave the kids a little break in being indoctrinated. Uh, that shown, uh, shown peep, uh, parents that they can homeschool. All these parents, oh, I don't have time to homeschool, uh, don't have time uh, for this or for that. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, 
they were shown that, yeah, you can homeschool. They had no choice. Why anybody would have done that over COVID and then sent their child back into uh, uh, the public education system is beyond me. You, you must hate your children. You don't want to see your children thrive because uh, they can't thrive. White children can't thrive in school because they have to be as dumb as little Toby and little Shaniqua uh, to keep little Toby and Shaniqua happy. You know, little white Mary, she has to be the same as them. You know, and, and you know that's kind of reverse of what's happening. Blacks are too stupid to be as smart as white people. So what are they? What's the what's the government do? They want to dumb down the white people to be as stupid as the black people, and in future generations, uh, guess we're in little Africa. We're in little Africa. A hundred years from now, uh, people. Uh, our future generations, and this is sad to say, but it's true. And our future generations are going to be living in mud huts, drinking water from mud puddles, wearing loincloths, and spearing whatever they can to eat, because this is what our government is doing to our white nation, our white Christian nation. They are turning it into a black, third world country. And that you have uh, white people that will, uh, they're all for it. They're all gung-ho. Uh, you know, uh, I sometimes wonder uh, uh, the IQ of some of these white people that think this is such a grand idea. Uh, you know, let's invite the third world into our country. Let's turn America into a third world country. You know, and, and they'll stand there on TV uh, shouting and chanting for their uh, 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 black people. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. I can't wait to see these dumbasses. Uh, I hope they live to see the damage that they've done now. I hope they see it because they're forcing our our future generations, our white children, are being handed their future by these dumbass white people that support turning America into a third world country. Okay, I am going to do one more article this evening, and uh, this one, uh, you know, I always try to uh, uh, throw something kind of... Uh, uh, funny. Now, this to me is funny because when I read it, uh, it brought just one thing to my mind, uh, which I thought was uh, hilarious. You know, uh, we aren't allowed to uh, we're not allowed to call other races uh, racial slurs, but other races can call white people uh, anything they want to, and. Uh, well, we'll just get to this. Uh, this comes from Fox News. The headline is, Who, a World Health Organization, officially renames monkeypox under pressure from Biden administration. Did you get that? Under pressure from the Biden administration. It doesn't say under pressure of uh, black people. Uh, it doesn't say under pressure of white people. It doesn't say under pressure of queers. Under pressure from the Biden administration. That's who has a problem with the name monkeypox. 
it's a homosexual disease. So, and we all know the uh, 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 the moniker and the comparison between monkeys and black people. So they, they, they want to make it sound racist, and monkeypox has nothing to do with black people. It's a homosexual disease. The homosexuals are what's spreading monkeypox. But anyhow, uh, numbnuts Joe and his administration, we can't call it monkeypox. Uh, the World Health Organization, or WHO, will officially begin using the term almapox instead of monkeypox after the Biden administration pressured the international organization to change the name because of racial connotations associated with it. Uh, our international organization's website, it says both names will be used simultaneously for a year until monkeypox is phased out. For God's sake, now we got to phase out a word. It's going to take a year uh, to phase out a word. Uh, you know, when I saw the MPOX, if uh, black people don't want the moniker uh, being associated uh, with monkeypox, and they just come up with the word mpox, mpox is okay, but monkeypox isn't. What if, uh, suppose, and this should be uh, the same thing, uh, we know, uh, uh, God forbid, a white person uses the N-word. But if by taking monkey out of pox and just using the M and calling it M-pox, what if we took the N-word and changed that so we could say it, so whites could say it, and we could call it N-igger? <laughs> What's the difference? That made monkey pox okay. So if we started pronouncing the N-word, N-egger, that should make it uh, okay then. It fixed monkey pox, so it should fix the N-word. Uh, just my uh, thinking here. I suppose that's just what I'm thinking. Okay, I'm going to uh, close out uh, this Thursday evening's uh, Rust Belt Klansman Show. I'll be back here uh, on Tuesday, December 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the Rust Belt, right here on uh, White Pride Radio. <coughs> um, I want to remind everyone that uh, live from the Rust Belt, my live version of uh, the Rust Belt Klansman is suspended for now. Uh, just a little hiatus of it until I can uh, figure some things out. Uh, it will be back, uh, and I'm thinking... I'm not positive yet. Uh, I'm thinking about having it like a, a Sunday afternoon, uh, like, say, 3 or 4. And, you know, people could go to church and get home and, uh, before uh, going back to work uh, Monday, uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, maybe a good time for uh, people uh, to listen. Uh, now, that's not in stone yet, so... Uh, uh, don't start yelling at me if that doesn't uh, uh, come about. Uh, but it, you know, it's just a thought. I have to uh, uh, reevaluate the show and uh, the time, so uh, uh, that will be worked out. I, I don't have time to work on that constantly, though. Uh, I'm too busy. But it, the, the show isn't over. Uh, Live from the Rust Belt is coming back. I'm just not sure when or what time. 
Uh, if you have any news articles, uh, comments, questions, uh, anything you want to get off of your mind, you can email those straight to the Rust Belt Clansman Show at heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. Uh, very simple, all lowercase letters, heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. You can leave a voicemail or a text. Uh, I don't answer that number. Uh, I, I just don't have time. I wish I did. Uh, I'd love to be able to, you know, <coughs> spend all day uh, talking to my listeners, but uh, <coughs> that's just simply impossible. But if you email something in, uh, if you leave a voice message or a uh, text uh, on the phone line, uh, if you send a article or whatever, I definitely will thank you for that article. Uh, I don't ignore uh, my listeners. Uh, if you have a question, I will definitely answer uh, your question. If I can't answer it, I will find someone who can answer it. Uh, but uh, it may take me a little bit to get around to everything uh, because this show isn't the only thing that I do. Uh, I'm, I'm very busy uh, uh, throughout the days, sometimes well into the evening. Uh, but I will get to you. Uh, I can assure you of that. Uh, we're going to close out this Thursday evening in prayer. Uh, my brothers, white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. Help me set my will firmly to accomplish the task you have set before me, Lord. You have called me to purify my ways and turn from corrupt things. So strengthen me in the power of your spirit to persistently pursue a righteous life before your throne. Help me to discern the things in my life that need adjusting, those that need strengthening, and those that need abandoning. Though you provide times of rest, let me not become complacent because of that rest, but continue to train with diligence. Exalt your way before me and strengthen me to walk in your path of righteousness. For that is your desire as shown in the everlasting life you gave Jesus. He did not tire in pursuing your will, nor did he become complacent regarding the path he set before him. May his example serve to inspire me. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I am so glad that uh, I decided uh, to end this show in prayer because uh, I've said it many times, uh, there's a lot of things uh, spoken of on the show, uh, serious things, <coughs> uh, disheartening things. Uh, when I tell you some of the things uh, that's going on in America and around us, or what's happening uh, to our white brothers and sisters uh, in the European countries, uh, what's happening here, uh, to our uh, uh, white race, uh, it can become very disheartening, and uh, you, a lot of people, uh, you know, can't handle that. Uh, it gets to be too much. It's a burden, and uh, it causes some people uh, to just give up. Unfortunately, it does. Uh, there are white people that think, wow, this is so far gone. There's nothing I can do to change this. Uh, that is not true. That is not true. Uh, you have a voice, use it. Uh, 
if you're not courageous enough to use that voice on your own, join an organization. Join an organization because the time is going to come in America uh, where you better have people watching your back. Uh, you're not going to be able to do it on your own. You may uh, hold your stand uh, for a while, but uh, uh, it's not going to last. Uh, so you, you need to have uh, uh, people, like-minded people, in your corner uh, surrounding you and you surrounding them, taking care of each other uh, and getting things done. Uh, so if you're not in an organization now, I strongly suggest you get in one. Um, myself, I am favored to the, the Night Party of the Ku Klux Klan. That is where I belong. And uh, uh, I don't think I could find a better place. Uh, before I joined the Knights Party, I looked at many, many, many uh, white nationalist organizations. I knew I, it had to be a clan uh, that I joined. And uh, uh, the Knights Party is one of the few organizations that I saw that actually does anything, uh, that is working uh, towards a goal uh, you, you know, there is a uh, uh, something that you're working for, not just, uh, you know, sitting around bitching about America, but actually working to change it. Uh, so uh, check, check out the nice party, uh, www.kkknationaloffice.com. Check it out. That may be for you. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman, myself, Paul Brown, WHITE POWER! Yeah, here it dies.